everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 26th of February 2024. It's Gary here again and you know what, I'm going to just acknowledge this particular part right now and say that I know that I've been saying this over the last wee while but who would have thought even just for a second that we'd be where we are right now just a few short months ago, just a few short weeks ago. Quite honestly, not me. That's for absolute certain. And I think in general terms, I'm a very optimistic Rangers fan. I try not get too down on the team. I try not get too down on any certain players. I am a fan. I'm a, I'm a supporter. I will do everything I can to, to help Rangers succeed. And I try not to take it too, too seriously. I haven't always succeeded in that. And I haven't always succeeded in being the most optimistic or positive fan in the world either. However, even then, even then, it literally just gets better and better and better. And Saturday's game was a new peak, a new peak completely for for this team. And, you know, I was talking to a pal of mine last week and we were discussing, essentially discussing performance levels and, and like, musing upon whether the, the Rangers have any other performance levels in in them, you know, because we know that the mob from the East End with similar players have, have produced better levels of, of consistency, performance and results than, than they have been over the last wee while, albeit not under the same type and style of pressure. So do we have any further levels in us? Now, I know I'm going to caveat this part with, I know that I've said someone at some point is going to get a real doing, and ideally it would be Hearts, but it doesn't really matter who it is because ultimately what I'm talking about is strikers scoring goals, or actually the whole team scoring goals, getting the goal difference not to be a factor anymore. It wasn't too, too long ago. We were almost double figures behind them in, in goal difference as well. So, you know, but anyway, do we have any other levels in us? And, you know, he thought probably not. And, and I was kind of like, well, who knows? I mean, we, we never really thought we would be where we are, you know, as I say, a few short weeks back either. And here we go. We're just we're just getting more and more and more information each week from this team and the answers are unequivocally yes, we do have more levels. And then when you hear what the manager says when he comes out afterwards, he's very pleased, he's very happy, already looking at the, the next game and talking about some of the things that we we could have done better in, in the game. And that information as a you know as a leader when you're imparting that information it's a lot easier to take on board when you're winning so when you're not doing so well when you're not performing to your optimum when the team aren't getting the results that they're supposed to be getting or that they're hoping or anticipating that they're going to get and then someone comes in and says you didn't do this right you didn't follow instructions here this is what happened this is what I need you to do to get better it's a very different way to receive that messaging because you're already going through your own internal struggles as a result of what's as a result of the results, I guess is probably the best way to say it. However, when you come in off of the back of a tremendous performance and a tremendous result and everything going the way that it's going, the mood is lifted, your your self-talk, um, you know, both individually as a person and probably collectively as a team, isn't, you know, isn't in the doldrums. It's your self-talk is, is very positive. That was really good. And then someone says, you know what could make that even better? Do you know what could maybe move you or elevate you to the next level? And they give you a wee bit of information. You take it on board differently. You take it on board from a more positive and a more easy to absorb nature. And, and then you, you have, you have the, ultimately a better opportunity to do something positive with that information. And that's exactly what it seems 
that we have in, in terms of the way that, that the ability of the manager to impart that information at the right time to the right players to give them you know more motivation more information and and more opportunity to to get better and it's just it's just brilliant folks isn't it it's just absolutely fantastic and you know in testimony you know, to the, the the success of the team, as you'll know from last week, this is probably the best place to put this part in. Uh, we, we did draw Benfica in the Europa League, uh, you know, and and of some of the teams, I mean, that's it's certainly not the easiest tie, and I'll say easiest in inverted commas, but it's I don't know that it's it's the toughest tie that we could have got as well. You know, they're they're top of the the Portuguese league. I think the Portuguese teams wouldn't be overly excited about coming to Ibrox and, and playing us afterwards. We have to do a good enough job in the first leg to make sure that we've actually got something to play for in the, in the second leg. But I think I was hearing last week that we've only been beat by Portuguese op- opposition over a European tie once in like over 10 appearances, uh, you know, or 10, um, 10 attempts, which is which is great. And I think we've got that, that little bit of... Um, what would you say defiance around around teams from certain countries? I get the same feeling from teams from Germany as well. I don't I don't overly fear anyone. Maybe Bayern, not this season, <laughs> of course, but all, all other teams I think are fair game for Rangers, and and I've got that same that same feeling for for the Portuguese teams as well. So so long may that that feeling of uh, what would you say superiority long may that continue. Anyway, on to the game segment for this week. Of course, just the one game last week, and it was Saturday's absolute demolition of of Hearts five uh, 0 Of course, in what was Connor Goldson's three hundredth game, and I just actually heard on the Heart and Hand podcast this morning that it was. It was he's the quickest player to get to three hundred games for for Rangers too. So that's 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 kind of fun, isn't it? That's kind of unique, and that's testimony to the guy's fitness, the guy's availability. He very very rarely ever misses a game, does he? And and you know, and coming to us with that, you know, the the, the diagnosis of the heart defect, which kept kept him out of football for what was it, the best part of three years, I think, before he joined us. And <clears throat> you know, you're kind of thinking at that point, well, that's fascinating. Rangers would sign another injured player. And the guy turns out to be an absolute stalwart for us. And, and you know, congratulations and thank you to Conor Goldson for, for his 300, game, uh, 300 games for us. We had four different goal scorers on the weekend. And as far as I can tell, it's a wee bit difficult. And I look back on the highlights prior to recording today as well. I think we had five different folks assisting. And by the way, not one of them was James Tavernier. <laughs> How often in the past... Whew, you know, six, seven years have we said that we scored five goals and either not one of the goals or not one of the assists was from James Tavernier. I'm not 100% sure we get an opportunity to say that too, too much. We had goals from Diamandi, we, uh, Cortez, two from Dessers, of, the, of course, the two more difficult ones that he that he got, the chances that he got. And then a brilliant finish by, by Fabio Silva to, to wrap it up there. And like a new a new someone as I mentioned just on the on the introduction there that was was going to get with the way that we were playing and the the chances we were creating someone was going to get an absolute pasting. I wasn't hundred percent sure it was going to be against Hearts. To be very honest, you know, statistically we were kind of almost neck and neck over the last ten games that we played. We had ten. I think we what did we have nine victories in in a in a defeat and they had nine victories in a draw. So we were we're coming in there very very. Um, even killed if you like and and there's also 
the potential there, you know, for, for us to, to slip up. Hearts are flying, they've got nothing to fear, they probably come in with a game plan and, you know, that's the way that it goes. But we always have potential for really playing expansive, explosive and chance-creating football when the teams come and try and play football against us. And that's kind of what happened on the weekend, wasn't it? We were just absolutely brilliant from, from start to finish. We got goals. How often, again, can you say this? We got goals at absolutely crucial times. We got start of the very, very start of the first half, at the very end of the first half, at the start of the second half. And then after that, it's, it's kind of a case of, you know, how many are, are we going to get? And it's just incredible to see us flying and in the position that, we're at, that we are for right now. And, and Big Phil just, he just seems to have a solution for every single game and every single situation within within a game. And, you know, make, make no mistake, folks, you know, back to the stats part there. This was genuinely the second best team in the country right now. And, and we schooled them from absolute beginning to the end. Was it our best performance of the season? Possibly. It certainly wasn't certainly wasn't the worst, that's for sure. And we've seen a couple of stink bombs at the beginning of, of the of the season there in particular. And it's just an, another testimony to that we can win in any way. We can win playing football, we can win ugly, we can win stuffy, we can win expansively, we can win playing well, we can win playing not so well. And the list goes on. And I know that it's early. And I know that we still have a lot of games to go. We're not in single figures yet, but this is all the hallmarks of a championship winning team. I'm not saying we're going to win the championship, but it's the hallmarks of a championship winning team, the ability to be able to to make to to, to make situations where they're in positions to win games every single game. And it was just fabulous. It was just absolutely fantastic. The positives, the entire thing from beginning to end, it was all absolutely incredible. Of course, great to see the new guys getting getting off the mark with their, with their goals and, and their contribution. And and of course, good to see um, you know the folks coming from the bench making an impact at the same time. But I'm just going to kind of bubble this up in one big statement and say the whole thing was absolutely brilliant. Negatives, there's 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 really none. You know, it was it was it wasn't a complete performance, but it was getting close to you know you know what we could be considering as a as a near complete performance. The only and it's not a negative, but the only thing that, that I think possibly would be used by the coaching staff as we can get better in these areas would be letting things kind of slip a wee bit. It seemed like we were a wee bit desperate towards the end to continue to add to the goal tally, which is not a bad thing at all. But that gave them some some chances, and you'll see that when we get to the stats part in a second here. And we were just a wee bit loose in our, in our defence towards the end of the game. But Jack Butland and goal, we don't really have any danger then of, of losing anything or making the score seem a wee bit more respectable because it didn't deserve to be respectable. We were way better. We were five goals better than Hearts over the course of the game on the weekend there. On to the stats, uh, stats sorry. we had 53% possession, we have 15 shots on goal, 12 on target, 15 on goal, 12 on target, so we're getting our, our target ratio up a wee bit, versus their 10 shots on goal and 5 on target, but the majority of those, you know, as you'll remember, was, was kind of, you know, towards the mid and end of the second half, so that kind of flatters them a wee bit. On the referee watch, nothing much to say about Nick Walsh, he did... He did okay as far as I can remember. A couple of bookings here and there. Wasn't really overly annoying. So he'll get the standard 7 out of 10. Two games this week coming up. And the first one, as I mentioned on last week's pod, 
is the the big one. It's away to Kilmarnock on Wednesday, the 28th of February, and that's a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff, and that's 7.45pm in the UK, of course. And you'll remember, back to the very first game of the season, we had an absolute stink bomb, which was a little bit of a taste of things to come, where we got beat 1-0 in the first game of the season. To only get beat 1-0 against a team who are showing the form that they are, especially against some of the bigger teams in the league, and just come away with a 1-0 defeat is, I don't know if that's a positive or not. And we we beat them 3-1 in early January, which was actually the last game just before the winter. Split with goals from Ross McCausland, Abdallah Sima and Todd Cantwell. But that wasn't one of the easier three ones. You know, the scoreline kind of somewhat flattered um, to to deceive. And, and Derek McInnes has them absolutely drilled. And it's it's going to be another very, very difficult game. Um, you know, we've we've just this past weekend played the second best in the team. And, and now we're going to play the third best team in the league in the last, uh, I guess, in, in, in a five-day period. So we really need to be up for this game. If Phil can produce a performance, a team, a performance, um, and the Gale to win this particular game I'm going to start dreaming folks I really am I'm going to start to get to a spot where I I think that maybe something special is going to happen and so let's just see fingers everything is absolutely crossed for this one and our second game of the week is also in the league of course and that's on Saturday the 2nd of March and that's a 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff and that's at home to Motherwell that's 3pm in the UK we beat them 1-0 in late September with a goal from Cyril Dessers and then 2-0 at Motherwell in late December with a goal with goals from Kieran Dowell remember him and Todd Cantwell so you know Motherwell of course are hot off the heels of a of an injury time defeat by the casual sexist Brendan Rodgers team and they were acting like they won the World Cup at the end these folks and I can say this from a position of certainty folks the Celtic are are absolutely papering over the cracks with that with that victory on the weekend there and the reason I can say that with with certainty is I used to be a painter and decorator I used to be a brilliant painter and decorator probably the best painter and decorator in Scotland quite honestly and that is how I know that they're papering over the cracks because I used to do a lot of wallpapering you know, during my my stint as as a painter, <laughs> that's it's actually true. Maybe the best in Scotland is a wee bit of an exaggeration, but the rest of it is is true. So we have a, a massive march to to look forward to. We've got games in the league, we've got games in the Europa League, and we have a game in the Scottish Cup that's going to form part of it. And this is just what's brilliant about being a Rangers fan, isn't it? Continuing as we move into March, competing on four fronts is is all that we're looking for and also to have the, the only trophy available thus far in the trophy room securely and our trophy room means that things are really really looking up for our team and you know long 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 may that continue in terms of our tv i think we were okay on the weekend i didn't hear too too much about anything on the weekend i did follow up with rtv about the the challenges for the ross county game the previous midweek where we we kind of most people a lot of people maybe not most a lot of people had had access issues up to and including about 30 minutes into the first half and, and i was told that there were some challenges on the single feed from our broadcast partners at stream amg I don't know what those challenges were. I don't know what has been done to to rectify them. I do know that RTV are having a meeting with with them over the next wee while, so we might get a wee bit more information about that. But yeah, as I, I think I mentioned last week, it's quite unusual for us to have some challenges in and around the 
the feed quality from from RTV thus you know are such as as the, the the advances in technology that we've enjoyed over the last wee while so if I get any more information about that we will certainly communicate that on the shout outs I just have the one shout out for this week and it is to advertise the Toronto Midtown Rangers supporters clubs curry night and that is coming up it's actually coming up this Friday I believe it is and I'm just going to look at the flyer here. Yeah, Friday, March the 1st, and it's 7.30 start, drinks at 7pm. It's $30 ahead, and what I'll do is I'll put information on the blurb for tonight, where if you're looking to, to head over there for a curry, you can do that. That's that's going to be at their host venue, of course, which is Gatherings, and, and I'll put the details in there. And this is Andy Burnett now organising, that was Leo's seat that's going to collapse under me here if I move anymore. <laughs> wow, I need to get him a new seat, I think. But um, yeah, this is Andy Burnett. He seems to be the social convener for all things that are going on in North American Rangers supporters, entertainment-wise. Uh, so it just hot off the heels, of course, of the narco weekend last weekend in Arizona. He's now organising a bit of a curry night, a glutton for punishment. I don't know how you would classify it, but good on you, Andy, for getting that organised. And as I say, I'll put the information in the blurb for tonight's pod or today's pod and and hopefully if you're in the area you can you can go along and, and have a wee bit of a meal with some like-minded bears on to the convention front we did have a meeting last week with experience kissing me to work through the the specific help and support that they would be able to provide us as we as we hone in on selecting a venue for nasa 2025 that's going to be down in orlando in Florida, or kissing me, I guess I should probably say, in, in Florida. So what we're going to be doing this week is doing a final review of the contracts with a view to getting the particulars completely ironed out. I do actually have some time in my calendar blocked off for that today. And then we will see where we're at. But we could be in a position where there's an announcement coming at some point over the next wee while. Now, for regular listeners, I know that I said a version of that as it came to New York 2024, and that ultimately didn't materialise into an actual convention. I'm confident this one is going to materialise into an actual convention, so that's why I say it with a degree of confidence. On the other convention front, which is not NARSA's, this is the final week where I'll get an opportunity to promote and and wish uh, provide all of our, our best wishes to Billy Brownlee, everyone from Orsa and the Sunshine Coast Ranger Supporters Club as it's this week they are hosting their convention in Queensland, Australia. It's from Thursday the 29th until, what would that be, Sunday the 3rd of March. I'll keep the, the links up if you're looking to do any last minute support in terms of fundraising and you can see what's going on. I spoke to a number of people last week actually who were heading over there so I know the Five Stars crew are heading over there I, I know that Mark Haitley and, and uh, a few other representatives of the club are heading over there at the same time so I'm sure it's going to be a great time I imagine with it being called the Sunshine Coast that it's going to be sunny when it's when, when they're there and they will have a fabulous time so if you get a chance to keep up with that sort of thing on, on social media you'll get an opportunity to see how they're doing and what they're doing but yeah good luck to everyone that came up pretty quick didn't it good luck to Billy and his whole entire team there and I hope that it goes absolutely perfectly for everyone involved on to the communications for this week Rangers finally put up their Jers guide. They seem to be pretty slow in that one. I'm, I'm recording this. I record these early now on a Monday because I'm 
underemployed and uh, right now it's what's that 9.49 a.m but they just published it recently there so today you'll have inside ibrox and all the information on rtv from the hearts game and they've also published the loan review today for or they will be publishing the loan review today for all of our players that are out on loan or uh, tomorrow we have the press conference for the commandment game on wednesday of course we have the commandment game and there's going to it's going to be accompanied by an interview on rtv by john Souter or with john Souter. on thursday there's an, actually a number of interviews on thursday with various um, folks from various teams within Rangers. I didn't want to list them all out, but go take a peek at that. On Friday, we have the press conference for the Motherwell game. And on Saturday, of course, we have the Motherwell game. And then on Sunday, we have the return of the women's team. And they're away at Hibs. And that's at the Meadowbank Stadium with a kickoff of 10 past four UK time. Hopefully, Joe Potter's team can get back from the international break with a bang and just continue to keep the, the rest at bay you'll know that we have that four-point lead and, and hopefully they get that maintained. The, the fixtures for the post-split were just announced. What would that be? That was just last week, I think, wasn't it? And and I expected to see five games, but there's something like 10, 10 or 15 games to go or something like that. There's quite a lot of games, a lot of football yet to be played and some difficult ties in there. So, so hopefully they can continue to navigate that and lift the trophy at the end of the season, which is, of course, what the men's team are attempting to do. And I would love it if we could do both. I'm just going to also mention the International Rangers Coaching Convention, or Coaches Convention, which is from the 27th to 31st of March. And as you'll know, if you've listened to the last couple of pods here, they've, they did have a significant success with the online version. So they now have it in person. And I'll keep the blurb, uh, I'll keep the information on the blurb there. But it's a five-day event. It's it's £495 per person. And there is a three-day package and I haven't heard if they've launched the individual day passes just yet. Strategically, that's something they would probably do a little bit closer to the time. That's certainly the way we do it from our convention ticket ticket distribution perspective. So we'll see how that goes. And also, I did talk about Rangers International Soccer Academy announcing the, the Burlington arrangement last week. And they also announced last or this past week that they had, uh, they have signed a similar agreement with Yorkton United Football Club, which uh, they're from Saskatchewan. So we don't have any presence from the, from a NARSA perspective in in Saskatchewan, but good to see them, you know, getting some dots in different parts of of the country. I'm not as disappointed they didn't engage us with this one because we don't have anyone there. But when they're going to Burlington and we have a club there and we don't even know about it until the the announcements made, that's. That's just odd, in my in my opinion. And from a communication announcement perspective, I guess I could probably say if it's an announcement, what I noticed over what I've noticed actually since we did the pod here is that not everyone listens to the pod. Podcasts aren't for everyone. We always put the link to the YouTube. Um, it's not really a video; it's just the audio on on YouTube for people that don't have a podcast app that they can, but they do have an internet connection. They can literally just click on the link and then listen to everything. And then, of course, you can download it on your regular podcast app at the same time. But what we've also noticed is that not everyone consumes all all the time. So then I'll get a question, say on the Narsa WhatsApp chat or something, and I'll say, "Did you listen to the pod?" Or it sounds like you didn't listen to the pod last week because I mentioned it then, and they're like, "I don't listen to pods. Just tell me the answer." 
and I kind of sometimes don't feel like repeating myself. To be to be dead honest, I know that sounds a little bit <laughs> a little bit aloof, but a lot of effort and energy goes into producing this information on the pod, which is why we also put the blurb there so that that can pique your interest about what it is you're going to listen to. Anyway. I know that there's maybe a bit of a desire out there for something in writing. So over the last wee while, Lorraine and I have been chatting about the best way to get information to the masses. Of course, the main part being our, our membership, but you know we could maybe even publish it on, on a wider a wider scale. So what we do have, and you're going to see for the first time, certainly the first time in my tenure this this week, is a NARSA newsletter. It's going to come on the back of the pod. We're not 100% sure when we're going to publish it. Maybe we'll try and get to a spot where we're publishing the pod and the newsletter in the same day. And the ask is for every single member club who receives it to distribute it to their members. That's it. Forward and send it to your membership and then they'll at least have an idea of what we covered on the pod, main happenings with Rangers and main things that are coming up logistically with NARSA at the same time. So the NARSA newsletter, we've got the design done, done a really good job on the design and I'm really looking forward to seeing what content we can get out there for you and Lorraine's going to take a lead on that and get that out to you. So the fact that I've said it now, the commitment is set and we will have that in your inboxes Maybe not today, but at some point this week and then we'll get a wee bit more solidified about what our process and our delivery mechanism is from that going forward. So it won't be everything that we've covered, but it will certainly be a bit of a snippet and something to, to inform you, hopefully edutain you and 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 inform and you know, educate you at the same time, I guess. Well I guess that's edutain. And and it'll, you know, be something that'll give you a wee bit of an opportunity to be a wee bit closer to, to the things that are happening from from a NARSA viewpoint. And just one last thing on the communications front, I do still have to reach out to, to Lynn um, and and Kevin about organising David Holmes' interview. So I did think I did say last week it was on my list of things to do. It's still on my list of things to do. I'll get to that this week, folks, I promise. And hopefully you'll have an interview with David Holmes to listen to at some point over the next wee while. Okay, okay. I'm glad this is a wee bit shorter this week because they, they were getting a wee bit long over the last couple of weeks. Such was my gushing about everything that was going on in Big Phil's land. But that will do it for this week, my friends. As always, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very, very, very much for taking the time to listen. And please do share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. And what's left to say, folks, this is a massive week for us. Let's just keep it going. And until next week, here's to cementing our place atop the league table and continuing our great form as we march towards further silverware and success this season. Until next week, folks, take care of yourself, okay? Cheerio now.